Hello, you're listening to Put On Your Positive Pants. I'm your host, Beth Wilson, and I'll be bringing you a slice of positivity every week. For this episode, I'm joined by Rose, who's a life coach. And in this episode, you'll hear all about her past work in teaching, how she got into coaching, and how she helps people to transform their lives. So again, a really inspiring one. I hope you enjoy. So welcome to the podcast, Rose. Hi, Rose. How are you? I'm really well this morning. How are you? Good. I'm good, thank you. Yes. Very relaxed after a yoga class this morning. Fabulous. Fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) I'm impressed. Could you please introduce yourself, my lovely listeners? So my name's Rose and I run Latham Life Coaching. That's my surname. And I'm a life coach. I help people transform their lives. And I do that really through the power of deep listening. It's one of my superpowers. Nice. And yeah, so I found that by harnessing my superpowers, I'm best able to serve people. So that's through deep listening, holding space for people to explore what's going on for them. Yeah. And asking pertinent questions. And and that's what I do. And through that, people are able to literally transform their lives. I mean, can we just? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds amazing. That's a really good way, actually, um, to kind of describe what you do in those three simple things. Well, not simple, you know, they are quite Mm. quite complex, but um, I think some people find it quite hard to kind of put into a elevator pitch or whatever you want to call it of of what they actually do um so yeah that all sounds amazing I'm like sign me up um thank you <laughs> so could you tell us a little bit about how you got into life coaching tell us a bit about your background absolutely yeah so I came I've always really been into self-development that's the start that's the sort of caveat to all of this I've always been interested since I was really probably about in my teens to be honest I was always drawn to the sort of self-help section of um of Waterstones whatever bookshop I was in or in and I've always been an avid reader and an avid learner so that's kind of my background um and those are some of my really core values Mm -hmm. um but the journey to this point most recently was I've had various career various um, incarnations in my life I've lived abroad I've worked abroad um, I then learned a language while I was abroad so I was an older language learner so I really embraced sort of growth mindset um, in my 20s much more so than when I was at school to be honest mm-hmm. learning a language in, in my mid-20s lived abroad in South America for five years oh. then I yeah when I came back to the UK and trained as a as a languages teacher and it was in that period really that I really started to question what I was doing I'd had a very footloose and fancy free 20s looking back it didn't feel it necessarily at the time but I I was very much like an opportunity came and I said yes and I was didn't have a plan and I was quite quite relaxed I think externally but internally I was as, as a lot of sort of high achievers are and also right, a lot yeah. of people in their 20s to be honest mm-hmm. I was quite stressed and quite anxious looking back I think it's quite anxious but mm-hmm. I don't I've never really described myself as that but definitely classic overthinker and yeah. I would always reach for learning more to fix myself right okay. so so teaching 
seemed to be this perfect role for me where I was like well I'm going to I've always enjoyed supporting others I've always been in like kind of leadership roles I was like right this is an opportunity now for me to take this growth mindset that I've embraced settle down a bit find a bit of focus Mm -hmm. and like bring all my skills together so I went into I went into teaching in London and I kind of loved it I loved parts of it but a lot of the um it was kind of also my undoing actually because the to-do list never ended yeah um I did really well like I moved up quite quickly in a, in terms of my career um through circumstance and through opportunities that just came up as they did mm-hmm. um and yeah and I I really I started I had a family around that time as well and I really started to question like what is it actually that I'm doing like my partner's very much has a plan about kind of where he's heading and what he's doing and he was shocked that I didn't and I realized that my lack of direction even though it had led me provided me with this really rich and fulfilling and dynamic life also meant that I wasn't really sure what I was doing and what Right. and what was driving me and where I was heading so I started searching even more externally I started looking even more so I dived back into self-help and personal development but wasn't really seeing any shifts and I ended up coming across a life coach through a friend of a friend and I loved her energy like before I even knew what she was about and what she was doing and then she put something out saying, oh, I really, I'm looking for some people to, to test a program that I'm running. And I put my hand up. I was like, yeah, pick me. I'll do it. It sounds amazing. Had a conversation with her and she got me. Like within an, like an hour and a half, I felt so understood, so listened to. And I'd done some sort of therapy before that. Like I dabbled in a bit of therapeutic support. Um it's kind of like a Reiki combined with listening therapy. So it was quite like left field, this lady that I've been working with and had found it really helpful. But this life coaching was just something next level. And I really went to her with, I don't know what I'm doing with my career. Mm-hmm. If I stay in teaching. So my, that was really my thing because I felt that my career was really an indicator of how chaotic my thinking was. Right. I've done all these different careers and I still wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. And the next level for me in the teaching I was doing was to be deputy head or head teacher. And I was looking at this, the people doing those jobs. Oh, I don't want to do it. Mm. I don't want to work as yeah. hard as they are. They're working so hard. Mm. And I already had hardly any time for my family, hardly any time for me, let alone my relationship was good, but I knew it could be a lot better. It was, yeah. you know, I was I knew that things were suffering because I was getting so much at work, but it wasn't satisfying me. Mm-hmm. And working with her just shifted everything for me. And by the end of that work together, so I worked with her for three months. And by the end of it, we came, we we started off looking at my career and we quick, she quickly made it very clear that every, my career was just an expression of what was going on internally, because it was just where I spent a lot of time. Started working on my relationship with myself, relationship with my family and all these other things before we circled back to my career looked started looking at my skills what I loved what I was passionate about and at the end I remember the last session I was talking to her and it's like and I realized like it's what you do is what I want to do what you do is what makes my heart sing I was like this this work is where I feel called to called to if you like and 
and that took off but that was amazing and she was incredibly supportive of that and you know, we're still in touch now and I've sort of shared with her my journey very much so and so I stayed in teaching for another 18 months um but it took the pressure off me having to fix what yeah. I was doing mm-hmm. and then I did um a life coaching training and I left teaching last May and I've been full-time life coaching ever since and okay. so that's what's brought me where I am now yeah oh wow that is amazing and I think your story will really resonate with people who I'm a person who doesn't have a plan and mm-hmm. I find it really difficult in things like I don't know your appraisal at work or maybe a mm-hmm. job interview or whatever and it's a real classic question you know of oh where do you see yourself in five years time and I'm like I don't, I don't know um but I I quite like that mm. I, I kind of mm. I find that quite like freeing I feel like I don't need mm. a plan at the moment um mm. you know and, and I think it maybe will change you know I think things happen in your life and maybe you know sometimes you are like hang on a minute maybe I should start to kind of think of it and it might be all sorts of different things that kind of mm. lead, lead you down that path but I think you know it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing you know to to not have a plan I think you know you can be so set in it I've seen it in other people where Mm -hmm. you know it was very I need these grades because I'm doing this course and then I'm doing this job and I need to train for this amount of time but then what if you fall at the first hurdle of not getting the grades and then everything that you've you know had planned out you've got to work a very different path or figure out Mm -hmm. something else but if if you've been really too sort of rigid with yourself then you know if something does happen at the start then you kind of you know I've seen people kind of fall apart because that's all Mm. they've ever known and ever thought that was going to happen um so yeah I think I'm with you on maybe not having a plan but feeling like at the moment that maybe you know it's time to kind of start start thinking a little bit more about the future so that's really interesting of how how it came about for you and this is the thing, everyone's really different. Mm, yeah. And I think what I found looking back, and I've got this sort of benefit of hindsight now, mm. was that actually me not having a plan or me not having a particular path laid out wasn't actually the issue. The issue was that I was spending so much time at work that I was looking for that space to fulfill so many of my needs. Like that is actually right. what's the problem underneath yeah. it all. And it was dressed up with, well, I haven't got a plan. So uh, it was like, and I okay. had a lot of beliefs around, well, if I just work hard and I will be successful, everything else will fall into place. Okay. But that belief was constantly being tested because I was working really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, ex- to all intents and purposes, like relatively successful. Mm-hmm. The next stage in that ladder would have been this like deputy head head teacher to reach the pinnacle of teaching success then it's like but that's not I realized like that's not what success is for me Mm. and that was actually what the nub of it was Mm. in that period of time and that's also what I see it's this context that we operate in where work defines what success is for us yeah and for a lot of people that is that's it like that is how they define whether they're successful or not, how much money they're earning, mm, what their job yeah. title is. And although we talk about, there is talk of like, no, but what your values and what's motivating you. 
people are like pay a bit of lip service to that but actually culturally and socially mm-hmm. that is what is driving definitions of success for a lot of people and that is where they're feeling really unfulfilled and I was definitely mm-hmm. in that space and a product of that and within teaching there was no I had no space for anything else mm-hmm. nothing like so maybe so I'd say to reflect back to you you not having a plan actually isn't an issue at all mm-hmm. because you make a lot of time having spoken to you outside of this to yeah. to nurture different aspects of yourself that because you recognize that you are more than just your work that you do yeah yeah you've done a lot of work in that area some people don't and it's that and I was one of those people like, like everything had dropped and it all became just about I had no energy no time nothing left for anything that was anything that was beyond work yeah yeah and I think I think that message is just Mm. so important that it doesn't Mm. it doesn't define you and and it is so hard because I say this quite a lot to people especially you know if someone comes to me and you know a friend or whatever and they're like really just not happy in their job Mm. is if you're full-time it's five days out of seven it is a lot of time a lot a lot of your time and it's not just physical time but it's your energy you know and it's mental it's physical it's emotional and kind of what you're putting into that it is a lot you know when you actually break it down and you know you've got to be you've got to be happy in that haven't you and Mm. sometimes you do have to not take a step down well I mean you could do if that's what you felt was right for you but you know you didn't accept those higher roles because you were like you know what I know you just recognized although societally if that's a word Mm. um it would be like oh wow look at her up there you know she's deputy or head teacher kind of thing but actually you were like no it's not it's not for me it's not right Mm. for me and you know you could have took those roles just thinking oh you know it's extra money and you know it'll Mm. be good for my cv and you know all that sort of thing but actually you know it's not it isn't the be all and end all is it really um and it doesn't you know that success as we kind of define it as it doesn't doesn't define you and you know it's important to have that time for yourself isn't it and I think that's what's and that's the thing and that's what I really bring into the work I do with people because I'm constantly doing that for myself because this isn't you know this is a strong narrative it's Mm -hmm. one I can I'm still for I can still put um I think of them as like it's it's a record that you've kind of purchased from somewhere be it you've been passed it this belief from your family from society it's quite a you know it's a powerful song it's a powerful record and I can still put that back on you know we're talking about summer coming up and there's a bit of me that for about four days was was thinking well if I'm not working how am I going to make my business work like if I'm not working nine to five how am I going to make my business work and this was a really strong narrative for me because the narrative of the own one definition of success is how hard you work mm. which is what we are sold yeah. multiple times by multiple angles yeah. by society by family by friends by advertising everything it's everywhere it's pervasive so and it's very you know so I can easily put that record back on at a moment of when I'm sort of hit a new like a bump in the road if you like in being mm-hmm. an entrepreneur now the difference is now I can notice it and say, I've put that record on. Like, what am I doing? So what's really going on here? Is it, you know, do I need to re-look, I need to reevaluate something or let's just look at what is actually going on. And it's normally 
for me and it's for a lot of my clients is there's fear of what's coming up in the future I've created some future that I'm then living into yeah which for me in this instance was I'm not going to be I'm not going to make as much money over the summer mm-hmm. oh my gosh and it all becomes about that and then there's all this fear talk and then I actually and the irony is that because you're thinking it you then start acting as if it's real yes yeah. and then you start it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because the, our minds are so smart and yeah. so much cleverer than than our especially our subconscious is so much cleverer in a way than our, our conscious mind that we then start to look for and create that reality for ourselves and what life coaching can do and having the space and what I'm a better able to do now is notice it slow down mm-hmm. and sort of interrupt that a little bit and say I'm seeing that record I'm going to gently just take that record off and put it down and explore a different way and like look back at all the reasons and one of the things and actually one of the things that has really helped me is looking backwards to look forwards yeah because that's really helped increase my confidence like mm-hmm. I look at these moments where that has been really powerful where I've that record's been really strong where I'm like well if I just need to work more and work a bit harder because mm-hmm. that's the record essentially and then everything will be fine and I look back at moments of well actually what happens if I did take that day off or what happens when I I did go to a yoga class instead of sitting down at my computer first mm-hmm. thing in the morning actually I was more productive I was more I was more fulfilled I was more energized I got so much more than that and that for me all those qualities are more important now than the amount of hours I sit standing mm-hmm. in front of a computer yeah. um yeah, sorry, long answer to it. It's just really interesting, I think, mm. though, because we, we all fall into this trap because mm. absolutely. Although and is it a trap? No, it's just a way of a, it's a way of approaching mm. success. And I think being able to slow down and examine what you think success is for you mm. and what you want it to be, that can yeah. be your plan. Like, and that is enough for a plan, I think. Yeah. But working towards whatever success looks like. Because some people are incredibly motivated solely by work. And if that is your thing, and that is what lights you up and fulfills, and, you know, and you're willing to sacrifice stuff, stuff go for it. Yeah, yeah. You get to define that, not, not in the, the challenge is not to be sucked into, which we all are, Mm. inheriting beliefs and other people's definitions of success yeah oh man yeah definitely (laughs) the whole time you're speaking I was like yes 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 (laughs) and and I love the analogy of the record I think that's Mm. that's really good I love that I might um might pop that in my little pocket yeah (laughs) Um, so what I wanted to do for this episode Mm. was um focus on confidence and kind of what Mm. you do for people um for kind of building that confidence so Mm. What would you say if someone's listening to this and they're they're really struggling with low confidence in, in kind of any other way? We'll just go generally um, mm-hmm. low confidence. Kind of what would you what would you say? Like what would be your kind of like top top three tips? Mm, it's a really good question, and I think that I meant the thing I mentioned just a minute ago about looking backwards to move forward. I think that is actually a really well. Before we move to that, first thing I would say. And this isn't a tip, it's just to an umbrella to remember. Mm-hmm. Confidence is not a requirement. 
It's yeah. not a requirement to taking a step forward into the unknown. It's not a requirement to doing something different. And it's not a requirement to doing anything at all, actually. Right. We, we have this, what I mean by that is, we have this idea that confidence is just kind of kind of landing on that from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, oh, when I'm more confident, I'll um I'll get around to looking at my CV. Or when I'm more confident, I'll definitely ask that guy out or that person out on a date. Or when I'm more confident, I'll I'll go and do that dance class, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of we tell ourselves that. And it becomes yeah. then a barrier because mm-hmm. confidence doesn't develop like that. It do, it doesn't just arrive. You don't do the thing and then you're more confident. It's that it's not a requirement. And actually, you it's a muscle that you flex. And one of the best ways to do it is to look backwards. And it can be really, and that can be a really um easy, useful, simple tool to fill yourself up and give yourself what we're always looking for is evidence that we're not gonna mess it up basically that's kind of what I can go out a little bit out of my zone of familiarity Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be all right like I've got enough skills that's the kind of what confidence Mm -hmm. is I've got enough skills to navigate this situation even though it's I'm not really totally sure what's going to happen right yeah so one way is to look backwards to move forward so for example if I were let's take the job example because it's quite tangible for a lot of people yeah if I was thinking I'm going to go for this promotion Mm -hmm. You might think, oh, I'm just, am I confident enough in this interview? You pause, you look back at every single time that you've had to be in an interview style situation and you write down, and it's really important, I think, to write things down, make, mm-hmm. even making a mind map of what you did and how, what the result was of those situations. Because even if, say, you went for an interview before and you didn't get the interview, you still went for the interview you still showed up you Mm -hmm. still prepared you still walked in the door you still did all the things that you're going to still have to do that will support you and be like okay I know that I can prepare I know that I can wear appropriate clothing and do all the things you will be able to look back and find enough evidence to get you into that situation again um so that's one thing I would would really recommend Mm. What's the second thing? I think, and this is a bit of a random one. I think yeah, switching off, it. it's really random. I thought of this before I came on, switching off the news. Yeah. I think, so, and the reason I think this helps us with confidence is because it, it closes down. One of the things that can undermine our confidence is stories we create about our environment about people and I by our environment I mean our immediate environment yeah of like who we're hanging out with and where we're living and that kind of Mm. thing and also you know there's the economy and there's like politics there's the news is very noisy Mm. and it's very negative Mm. and there's reasons for that and yes, I agree, it's good to be informed, but you will be amazed. I've been amazed. I stopped watching the news at Christmas. In fact, I think it might be before that. But it's not, it's not been that long. And the, the, the just, it just gives me this extra layer of calm. Mm. I still know what's going on in the world. Yeah. I still hear it. People share it and blah, blah, blah. And people, you know, people talk about it. It's amazing how by not reading a newspaper and not absorbing the news, all the time to the level it is there 
you just get an extra bit of space just to breathe and it's creating that space for yourself can be really helpful to actually fill with positive things that in turn help you feel a bit more confident Mm. so um, and I think if you say for example say let's just use this job example again you're going for an interview if you are listening to the news consistently you're going to be hit with a barrage of well the pay is going to be terrible there's a recession coming up and I know all this without watching the news right so I'm picking all this up um that there's going to be more people going for this job than ever before or in fact they're probably not going to get back to you because that's not what happens anymore and it's just pointless and and everyone out there's a narcissist and da, 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 and you can just yeah. build up all these stories that are really going to put you in a very negative frame of mind with going into that situation and that's the same for doing anything in fact oh well you know I'm going on a date well everyone's you know it's so hard dating nowadays if that's the news that you're hearing there's more single people than ever or there's no single people you know you can Mm. so that's why I recommend yeah I'm 100% with you I'm the same I don't listen to anything you know I don't I don't watch the news I I you know like you said you end up consuming it through other things um or you know certain people that you follow or whatever but yeah it's just not not for me it's too it's too negative I can't I can't I can't be doing with it (laughs) and the final thing and this is something that I'm working on all these things I'm working on myself right I'm not some pinnacle I've got it all sorted at all yeah. it all works in progress yeah it's shortening the gap between deciding to do something or choosing to do something and then actually doing it because okay. what tends to happen yeah. we decide to do something mm-hmm. like let's say I'm let's, I'm gonna go to a, a yoga class this new yoga class whatever yeah and then we'll think about it and we might think about it for let's say a month before we actually move to action and in that space is overthinking anxiety the long bigger the space is we will talk ourselves out of it yeah and we will undermine any kind of initial rush of motivation and energy that we have and we'll get it'll get flattened we'll start talking about it with other people oh no don't do that yoga do this yoga oh well why no but don't you think you should be doing something a bit more aerobic and blah blah and between that and then either this the gap is so big and we get caught up in a world of anxiety and overthinking and mm-hmm. procrastination or the thing just won't happen at all mm-hmm. so shortening the gap it doesn't it reduces the space for that and you just move to action so the idea is you move to action faster so you think of a thing you either write it down give yourself a deadline that day to do it and move to action yeah go through it yeah not only you're more present but you just produce that space and that really helps because then also confidence comes through action it comes through and the action doesn't have to be like something massive it can be Mm. just like booking a class or sending the text or making the phone call yeah no and then you're in the next space like right where do I move to action here and then life becomes a bit more exciting as well. mm. oh I love that yeah I think we could could probably all do a bit of that I really like as you were saying I was like I've definitely been there I think we all do it we all do it have, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's do. just excuses isn't it and telling yourself certain things but yeah that that is great thank you for sharing those and um, so if you wanted anyone to take just one thing away from today's chat what would it be oh 
I think switch off the news. Like, honestly, I know um, that's not, I, I just think it's so helpful mm. in so many aspects of generating more positive energy for yourself, creating more space for yourself, mm-hmm. getting away from the screen, the TV yeah. as well, getting yeah. away from, you will stick because they're ultimately as well, there's so many things that are out of your control mm-hmm. and actually it by it becomes it can be quite paralyzing and if you're quite sensitive emotionally which so many of us are yeah you end up internalizing so much as well and actually again it gets in the way of you moving to action whereas yeah where we have more control and more ability more agency is in our local area and that can be in our local literal environment Mm -hmm. our local community our local um spaces and you can move to action there and actually make a really positive difference in a way that is quite challenging to on a global scale. Yeah. And if we're all doing that, then imagine the multi- multiplying effects of that, the ripple effects of that, because how we are with one person, with one community, that ripples through them and then they ripple it out. So you get that multiplier effect. And I think having faith in that is much easier and much more tangible much more visceral as an experience when you're bombarded with so much negativity on a global and even national scale Mm, yeah that would be my one takeaway (laughs) yeah oh yeah I think it is like I said I'm really with that I think it's really important because as well not only sort of yourself internally you can get caught up in stuff you can really get caught up in other people's conversations about it Mm. as well you know Mm. I know Covid was a really hard time but it just felt like it was all anyone spoke about and and the moment anyone started saying oh yeah because I saw about have you seen the death rate is going up and and I was like this just isn't helpful for anyone you know and and you can so easily get sucked into that and especially you know in in work settings and things like that you know when like there's just a bit of chit chat or whatever and you end up talking about the weather or what's been on the news and you can just end up going down this bit of like negativity spiral can't you of oh yeah Boris's or or whatever And yeah. yeah, it's not, it's not good, is it? No. And I, I think in terms of cultivating a positive mindset and cultivating and creating space for ourselves, which is like really where we develop our relationship with ourselves. If what you're taking in externally mm-hmm. is the anti- is the opposite of that, the antithesis yeah. of that, it's very hard then to suddenly be like, oh, but in the morning, I'm going to have this really positive relationship with myself and like do my like walking on the grass outside in bare feet or whatever it is that you do as a as a kind of grounding exercise. If you then go and switch on the radio and then bombard yourself mm-hmm. with like yeah. horrendous negativity. And I, I've worked with a lot of people with anxiety and it's, it's one, it's, I also recognise that it can become slightly addictive as well. Yeah. Like this, yeah, you're constantly seeking external mm-hmm information mm. so it's just it's, it's quite it can be a black hole more than we've got time to talk about now but it's that's one thing I think doom scrolling doom scrolling all sorts of things all yeah. sorts of things so switch you know, get rid of it get yeah. rid of it and see it. what happens <laughs> yeah. use it do it as an experiment mm. and notice how you still pick up all the news mm. all yeah the important things you'll still get 
Mm, yeah, definitely. That's what I find anyway. And mm. um, so we are coming towards the end. So I always ask my guests for just one recommendation um, for someone to go and check something out. So we'll stick with confidence in this case. Okay. So is there something like it can be anything, a podcast, book, YouTube channel, anything? Uh, what would you recommend for people to have a bit of a boost of self-confidence? Oh, so this is a book that I I read and I've recommended lots of my clients and I'll show it to you here and I'll also tell you the title. Okay. So it's called The Kindness Method and Shaharu Izadi, mm-hmm. Shaharu Izadi, she's on Instagram and she works with people with addictions and she's also supported herself. She's a psychologist and she's also supported herself in losing a vast amount of weight and overcoming her own addictions through using the method she described in here and a lot of it is based on mind mapping which sounds crazy but it's like literally things like looking backwards to look forwards making a mind map of all one of the things for example she does is she recommends is right create a mind map of everything you've ever done that you're proud of wow yeah and you have it just on an A4 bit of paper and you stick it on your wall and every time you do something you're like that was that was great just put it up there and then you build up and this feeds into confidence actually you build up a really beautiful picture of yourself as more than the negative chitter chatter in in your head you get evidence and her Mm. book is packed with kind advice that you can direct inwards that you then start to share with the world if you feel um, feel able so it's a really really good book I really recommend checking her out and listening to her I think she writes in the Guardian as well and she's that's fantastic sounds great I will pop it in the show notes and where to find you as well Rose thank you so much for your time it's been really insightful and really inspiring thank you so much pleasure thanks so much for having me I've loved it oh it's a pleasure see you Take care. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. It was really great to connect with Rose. So I hope you took some inspiration from it. And I really hope that you're not doom scrolling and watching too much news. If you want to connect with Rose, you can find her details in the show notes. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast or have an idea for a guest, drop me a DM on Instagram at Positivity with Beth or drop me an email, thejoyseries1, that's a number one, at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to like, rate or subscribe to put on your positive pants so even more people can access a weekly dose of positivity. And if you'd like to leave me a review, that would make me very happy. Until next time, bye.